Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents the Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by the Sky Lounge and Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, and Jesse Moffat Entertainment. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations and has been recognized by the Sioux Falls Stage Awards with a special distinction for promoting the arts. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food, and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Oh, thank you so much, Zach Dresch. Hope you got well rested after last weekend. Man, you were a busy, busy dude. He always is in the world of entertainment around the Sioux Empire. Speaking of the world of entertainment around the Sioux Empire, a couple of great guests for you today. Chris Fryer, a comedian, is going to be joining us in the first half of the show. Then later on, Luke Tatchy, who is the publisher of Sioux Falls Stage, publisher of Sioux Falls Gallery, he also produces the Sioux Falls Stage Awards, which just took place last week. And, <laughs> as if that's not enough, he's one of the original members of the Goodnight Theater Collective. And he does yeoman duty for all of it. So we will be talking to him as well. And by the way, a couple of hints. In the next couple of weeks, there's going to be a new sponsor that we're adding to the show. And I think uh, ladies especially might be very excited about it. Uh, also then, uh, in mid-August, there's going to be a really fun concert coming up with some incredibly talented local musicians. And we'll just, we're giving you the tease. You know, the things that everybody else does all the time, we do it like once a year here on the Dave Holly Hour, but something we do every week. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, AKA Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here. So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty. We can't wait for Friday. So a day early, we start the party. All right, lift them high. Because this week, we are toasting a very special lady that lives in Rock Rapids, Iowa, my hometown. Mama Holly, my mother, turns 94 today. Don't know if she'll be topping whatever the expected high for the day is. I want to say it's like 95. But she's going to be 94, and no matter what, she's always been tops with me. So, Mama Holly, I love you. Happy, happy birthday, and can't wait to actually be celebrating with you later today. All right. Weekend Eve Toast has been brought to you by Ale Hop Brewery Tours. People are talking about how great it is using Ale Hop. On their Facebook page, you're going to find a lot of different reviews talking about how fun and convenient it is. You get to go out, you know, you have a friend, uh, good time with your friends, not have to worry about driving home, and it supports the locals. No matter what brewery in Sioux Falls is your favorite, Ale Hop Brewery Tours. 
lets you and your friends choose any or all of them. Plus, there's a distillery on the list. So book your private tours online at alehopbrewerytours.com. If you're already out and about on the weekend, hop on a public tour. For more info, call 605-777-2183. Honor, honor, mention. mention. Oh, what has made me laugh, Diggle Gaffal, or just be happy over the past week? Uh, we're going to give honorable mention this time. Sioux Falls Parks and Rec, because one of the great things that they provide throughout the summer is Mondays at McKinnon, and even more so to the people that perform at Mondays at McKinnon, because sometimes in the summer it's very, very hot at McKinnon Park. So uh, anybody that's involved in Sioux Falls Parks and Rec, first of all, thank you for what you do to provide us with incredibly beautiful park system. And additionally, for those that are in charge of putting different programs together and all the fun camps, different things that are done. And, of course, that includes Mondays at McKinnon. So thank you all so much for that, especially performers. That's mm, a little bit sweaty sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> all right, coming up later in the show, Luke Tatchy from Sioux Falls Stage and Sioux Falls Gallery Magazines as well as Sioux Falls Stage Awards and Goodnight Theater Collective. But coming up next, it's comedian Chris Fryer on the Dave Holly Hour. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at XL Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or exochiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. XL Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. Listening to the Dave Holly Hour, a Sioux Falls Stage Special Distinction Award recipient for promoting arts and entertainment. Ah, oh, thank you so much, Jamie Tucker. You that's headed out west to do all sorts of comedy. Well, we're going to talk comedy today, even though you're probably out somewhere else. I am Dave Holly. Thanks for listening. And as I always like to start off a conversation, it is always a pleasure to talk Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. And it's always a pleasure to have a first-time guest on, Chris Fryer, comedian. How are you? Hey, Dave. I'm doing great. Glad to hear that. And uh, you've uh, performed uh, with Jamie before in yes. different uh, events and so forth. Uh, but uh, let's talk about you. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you're on the show. Get the mic a little bit closer to you, if you don't mind. There we go. Right. Oh, see, now you're sounding ooh, rich voice. I like that. <laughs> uh, we are recording here at uh, The Source, uh, so you may hear some background noises. They're always busy on a Sunday afternoon. It's amazing. It's great to have a place that is open Sunday so we can chat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah beer on a Sunday afternoon. Beer on a Sunday for you. I'm having coffee. I got kombucha, though. Kombucha is good. Yeah, they got some jalapeno type oh, of thing. And wow. It's got, it's, it sounds pretty hipster, but it's, yeah, it is pretty good. Good deal. Well, I also have the, uh, the salted caramel, salted nut caramel fig bar. Yeah, supposedly healthy. Yeah. We'll find out. <laughs> what made you get into comedy? Um, 
I was a kid and I watched Saturday Night Live mm -hmm. all the time. And my dad, he'd watch Johnny Carson every night. Right. So comedy was part of every single every single night. And the the people I look up looked up to growing up were the people on SNL like Dana Carvey, okay, and uh, Phil Hartman, and uh, later on uh, Mike Myers and. I, I just I loved loved every single one of those guys, and I I wanted to be like them. Um, later, I wanted to be like '80s glam rockers, but <laughs> the comedy was a better fit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when you decided that, it's like okay, cool. I, I want to do this. How did you find your niche? Uh, I, for as long as I could remember, when I was hanging out with friends, I would talk shit and have a good time and make jokes, and everybody would be laughing. And I didn't. I I just thought that we were all laughing together at things, and I didn't like. As I grew up, and I when I go back to my twenty year reunion and I tell people that I'm doing comedy, they're like, "Yeah, you were always really funny." And I was like, "Well, you never told me that." <laughs> it's a big yeah, thanks secret. for the pat on the back back in senior high. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I I appreciate now hearing it. It but it made me realize that it wasn't everybody being funny. It was. It, it was, was you being funny. Yeah, me yeah. and yeah, and the other people. And there's there's other people I went to school with that were hilarious too. So but, it came from telling jokes. Yeah. Uh, and you know we all tell jokes of some sort, but not everybody becomes a comedian because to be a stand-up comedian, you've got to translate things into bits and stories. Yeah. At uh, what point in your life did that come along then? So uh, I started. So uh, I got. Uh, I got sober and got clean, and I was going to uh, NA, and I met somebody there. Uh, I won't break through anonymity, but <laughs> you guys can probably figure out who it is. Um, he was at the meeting, and he was like, hey, I'm going to comedy, or I, I do comedy, and I was like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. And then I asked him, like, when do you do it? So I came to, to watch him, mm -hmm. and I was at a point where my attention span was super short. And going to an open mic where everybody does five minutes was perfect for me. Because okay. uh, that, that's just how long my attention span lasted. So I watched, uh, I, so I kept going back every week. And then over time, I was like, you know what? I, I can do this. Because I saw how uh, inviting everybody was True. and how, yeah. how cool everybody was to everybody else. And it just seemed like a big, uh, big family that everybody was, was friends. So I decided to go up and try it one time. And then, uh, um, uh, Adam Wilka came up to me afterwards. He told me he told me I was funny, and then the next week, um, Adam told me to keep doing it every single week, mm -hmm. and I just took that advice and never been doing it all the time. Yeah, then, yeah. it could be terrible advice, but <laughs> I kept doing it. No, as long as it's somebody you like taking advice from. Yeah, that, one of my favorite memes is, uh, you know, don't take advice from uh, somebody or. Don't take criticism from somebody you wouldn't take advice from. Oh, that's I always love that one. <laughs> but uh, what, if, what if that person's yourself? Well, that's the worst part. That is me. Yeah, yeah I am one of those that uh, I beat myself up when it comes to anything I do. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> that's what we take sertraline for. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you remember the first bit you wrote? Um, I There was this weird, not really weird, but... I thought about doing stand-up comedy for like ever and it was a pie in the sky type of deal like I'm gonna fly helicopters someday you know you think about it but like are you really right. gonna fly those helicopters probably not so I thought of 
or anyway, 420 pounds, you're not going to be a horse jockey. Yeah. You can become a disc jockey, but not a horse jockey. Yeah, someday. But not not not, not for you. <laughs> to quote Nathan Holtz. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I, I had this notepad on my phone, and I wrote down about Amish people. Uh, they don't have the internet, so you can trash them on the internet, and they wouldn't know it. <laughs> No harm, no foul on that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're safe. So that's the first thing I just wrote into a notepad, and and it, and it sat there for like ten years, never did anything wow. with it. Did you ever evolve that then? Uh, I I say that joke pretty much at every okay at all my uh, all my shows. So that's that's my opener. Yeah. So the first one I wrote, I think, is really really solid, and I keep using it. So good uh, and. Uh, so you started in on the open mics. When did you get to be an opening? When did you get to feature? And when did you get to headline? Uh, pretty early on, uh, at Bosses, Nate, Nate was pretty good about uh, rotating in um, newer people, uh, giving us some time—five minutes, ten minutes mm-hmm. here, here and there. So in the very it pretty pretty early, uh, less than a year, a couple months in. Uh, but actually, my first year, I applied for Snow Jam Comedy Festival, and mm-hmm. I made it. And I, I felt like I was really, really lucky. Yeah. Because I was getting a huge opportunity after less than a year of even being in comedy. And it was it was amazing being around people that have been doing it for years and years. And um, I knew that I couldn't screw this up. <laughs> because... If, if people got to hit a home run on yes. this one. Yeah. So because the other people that didn't get in, they're like, well, why does this guy get in? And if he does crappy, well, I didn't get in. But turns out I I did really good. And the, the people that have been doing it a while, I did just fine. And they 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 thought I'd been doing it for a long time, too. So, yeah. Well, even today, um, now in the X number of years with Snow Jam. You're still lucky to get in. Yeah. You know, hundreds of submissions they get for that. Oh, yeah. And to narrow it down and uh, get the get the right mix and so forth. And that's been so much fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, I participated. I did part of the uh, oh, the open mic part uh, last year and had a blast. And for other people that, you know, I'm just, I get up there and do it once in a while. I, I do maybe uh, one show a year or something. Um, but... It just feels great when you get the admiration of other people that you think are funny as hell. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and and that's a great pat on the back. And, and going back to something about you know, uh, you know, Nate being good about rotating new people in, uh, and uh, the inviting community is one of the things that comes up on the show so often is we are not a an arts community of competition. We're a great arts community <laughs> about collaboration. You know, and, and in, in your time that you've been here doing comedy, you know, uh, ballpark figure. How many people have you been on stage with? Oh, my God. When you figure all the open mics and... Oh, if I, and, if I, if I do open mics, there's, there's probably 60, yeah. 60 people. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. You know, that, uh, a town this size, uh, we're growing, obviously. And so how are you going to grow in your comedy as, as we grow? So I've just started doing featuring. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been that's been really good. Um, I just got added to the uh, the Kevin Farley show, so I'm going to do three shows here. Okay. So I'm going to go to Des Moines, and then um, they're going to be two shows Friday at Bosses. 
So I'm really excited about that. To have yeah. a big name and have a sold out crowd and and just you just got to bring it. You just got to be funny. Just like just like it, no matter if there's four people there or if it's sold right. out, you all you have to do is be funny. Yeah. All right. So uh, speaking of you know four people there, aside from open mics that you've been to, what's the smallest crowd you performed for? And and was and paid. It was a yeah. paid gig. Yeah. So there was a gig where there was four people. <laughs> it was Spencer Thomas. Uh, he did two shows. Uh, Maybe might have been Friday, Saturday. The Saturday show, people, it was it was a really good one. People showed up and uh, and there was a good crowd. But the Friday show, there was four people there. <laughs> and I got lucky though because there was there was it was one table. And there was one woman who laughed really loud at all the jokes. There you go. And she got... The, the soundtrack of it is great no matter yeah, what then. Yeah. <laughs> so she got the other people at her table, you know, not realizing there's only four people there too. Yeah. And they all laughed and had a good time. And, you know, at first you get out there and you're like, oh, there's four people. But you can't mention it because right. you're trash talking the people that, that are there. Pay. Yeah, and had the fortitude to come. Yeah, yeah. so you got to give them a show because it's not their fault. Nobody else showed. Well, up. and the other thing you always have to take into consideration is who are those four people? Are they people that said after only four people being there on Friday night told other people to go to the Saturday show yeah. because you were good? Yeah, uh, is is somebody um, an agent? Is somebody you know somebody that's going to be in a corporation that's going to hire Christmas? entertainment yeah etc so you know you gotta you gotta play it you gotta go with it oh, yeah. no matter what yeah. all right so largest venue or crowd i would say probably bosses and tea um in the new room right yeah no there was a different oh. one there was a oh okay in the old room at the the hotel mm. there yeah, was well that some, had some size to it too yeah, yeah. So there was there was a show there was 60 people in the crowd and I, d I did my uh, rap music compared to Jesus music joke. <laughs> and I was doing good for eight minutes. And then I told that joke and I lost the crowd. Oh, my. Conservatives, and, huh? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what it was. It was it was a woman from Omaha. And uh, the crowd was mostly women and, and three guys. And I don't know if that makes a difference. But that, that was, a, that was di what was different about that crowd than most. And I don't know, maybe there was a certain women's church group yeah. there. And uh, so I, did you end up on a Dan Bublitz's uh, Art of Bombing to tell that story? No, no, not yet. Oh, my. That's a perfect, that's a classic. Because yeah. everybody has a bomb. Oh, yeah. And, and would you consider that one of your biggest, if not the biggest? No, I had a way worse one. Oh, my. Let's hear that. So with at least for eight minutes, I got good laughs at that show. And then it, it died out. And then I got a couple of laughs but i just i just couldn't bring it back yeah so there's one in omaha i uh there was a, a new a newcomer show and uh this is when i had less than a year mm -hmm. so i went to bosses on wednesday and i did, right. did this bit where i pretended to be a hipster and everybody loved it uh -huh. everybody the whole place laughed and it was great and I went to Omaha. So I had this Omaha show three days later. And I'm, you know, I'm just going to do that hipster bit because it did so well. Backline or the Dubliner or? Mm, I think it was the backline. Okay. It's, it's the one that has the bar and then a, a window through the bar yes. goes into. Yep. Yeah. There's, or is it Barley Street? Anyways, it, it wasn't the Dubliner. 
so I go to that Omaha show and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to do this hipster bit. Uh-huh. They're going to love it. So I started out and nobody's laughing. And then I keep going and then there's still silence. And then because this is the first time I don't know what to do. So I, I get through the hipster bit, which is several minutes. And then I take my glasses off and then I go try to go in to do my regular jokes. And what I'm doing, I do make the mistake that people do when when they're bombing is then they just tramp, trample through right. their material. They don't pause. You just, you yep. just, they just keep rattling. Yeah. yeah. You talk, you talk out your material and you're in, you're just, you just want to get done and you want to get off the stage. So how do you handle a situation like that now? Um, now what you do is, uh, you do some pauses mm-hmm. and you, you can't let them see you rattle because right. they can tell. Cause there's sometimes where, uh, when, We'll go to a, a bar open mic and nobody's listening, and you'll notice somebody gets annoyed on stage because they're not used to it. And you know, you, you're, I'm just as annoyed as you are, but you gotta you gotta pretend because they'll they'll smell the blood. <laughs> so, yeah, you gotta you gotta be slow. And um, I listened to uh, Bill Burr's podcast, and okay, and he said that uh, when people are talking and not listening, if you get louder, the people are gonna meet your voice. So he said to, to be quieter and zone in on the, the table up front because you know that they're listening or at least making eye contact. And then people might think, oh, what are they, what are they talking about over there? So it's, it doesn't always work, but it's, it's much better than, you know, trampling through your jokes and trying to get True. louder. Yeah. Uh, did you ever take any formal comedy classes, uh, workshops? What have you been involved in? No, no, no workshops. It's... It's all repetition of just going to the open mics every constantly, and I feel like uh, watching co- comedy every week helps you out. And you're not really stealing jokes, but you're seeing how somebody else might uh, uh, position their jokes. I just watched uh, Cat Williams's newest special, mm-hmm. and I noticed he'll say something like, "You can't believe anybody anymore. It's everybody's lying to us." And then he'll, he'll make that statement, and then he'll say some absurd, crazy thing. Um, and then he's talking about there, there was a chicken shortage for chicken wings, but there was no shortage of chicken thighs. <laughs> and I mean, he's, he, you, you hear him and you believe him, and then, okay, now he's telling his joke. But you're like, how, how could I incorporate something like that into mine? Mm-hmm. Um, and there was an, another joke I'd, I had for quite a while, for a year, and then... Um, I saw Justin Gray do something where he high fives people in the crowd. I'm like, you know what? I could use that with mine. So, <laughs> yeah, there's just different. It's, you got to be careful to not steal. Well, exactly. But, yeah. But there's, you're not stealing if you're looking at a different way somebody looks mm-hmm. at their comedy, and you can look at it the same way they are. Do you have a callback that uh, goes through your uh, show, through your routine? I do have one. Uh, I just incorporated it a couple months ago. Um, I don't want to say it because then yeah, we don't want to ruin the surprise. When somebody yeah. goes to see you, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I do have one callback, and it's always it's like a. I mean, you understand because you're asking about it. But mm-hmm. Like as comedians, you're like, oh, that yes. <laughs> uh, so when it comes to your process of writing a bit, where does it start? And then once you've written it, how many times more do you end up editing it until you have the perfect bit? As far as the way I do it is I'll think of something silly or something 
hypocritical or something that doesn't make sense uh, something that people do that like why do why would somebody do that so i have the i have that thought and then i write it down in my notepad on my phone yeah. and i don't really put much thought into it until open mic i open up my note notebook and i'm like notepad and i'm like all right i have these five things that i wrote down i don't know this doesn't look very funny but you know i'm just gonna try it so I go up on stage, and then some of them are pretty easy, cut and dried. Mm-hmm. Some of them are more complex. And then I'll do, like, six to eight of them. And sometimes two of them hit, sometimes three of them hit. Uh, sometimes the ones I'll, I've just have, I have, I've had them there for months and months, and I've never, and then I'll go up there and I'll say it, and then it'll work out. So sometimes you get lucky. and you Just let them simmer in the pot for a while. Yeah. 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 And then... Uh, the biggest problem is when you get a huge laugh the first time you tell it. And then don't the second time. Yeah, and then, like, <laughs> like how did I get... Sometimes it's a, the way you do your face. Sometimes it's the way you word it. So you have to figure it out, what you're doing. And, and it's, it's repetition. Yeah, because there's some where there's a flow to the joke, and I might say an extra thing to explain something, and then that, that just ruins, ruins the flow of the comedy. What's your dream as a comedian? I'm, I'm basically living it right now. Okay. As every as as I get farther and farther along, that's realizing the dream. Yeah. So my dream was to do one show. My dream was to do one open mic and have people laugh, yeah. knock them off the bucket list, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. we all want to be on Netflix and make a hundred million dollars. Of course, that'd yeah. be nice. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Dave Holly special. It's coming. Yes. To a an off off streaming service in 2025, maybe. I'll be sure to subscribe. <laughs> if I if I'm being realistic, um, I probably won't be able to quit my job. But to be able to tour all summer, to be able to to be that main spot and have people book me. Yeah. That's that's my goal. What'd you make the first time you got booked? Um, I believe it was a hundred dollars. Oh, not bad. Yeah, I think yeah. it was. I think it was Watertown. Yeah, and, and by the way, when you mentioned the fact you only had four in the crowd, you actually beat Jerry Irby. You had three? No, we had six. It was. Uh, I opened, Jerry featured, and uh, Jamie was the headliner in Canton, South Dakota last year during a tornado. (laughs) (laughs) So we had six paid people there. Woo! Hell yeah. But the show must go on. Yeah. Right? The show must go on. You ever felt like crap and done a show? I have the first first snow jam. Mm Mm-hmm. I felt terrible about something. Um, I was sad about it. And um, I went up and I did great. And then I forgot what I was sad about. Amazing what laughter can do, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, no thought about that. Yeah. You do any other entertaining? Ever done any acting, play music? or? No, I, I mean, I can't dance, I can't sing. <laughs> I I've done I do I do commercials for bosses. Yes. Yeah. I hear and, the voice. Yeah. 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 So I do. I'm the chicken. <laughs> so we do those commercials, and there's one where uh, I say I'm hot, and Preston says I'm not hot, and we 
and we did that for an hour in the commercial and that's like five seconds of the commercial right but you say it so many times that it loses all meaning to you <laughs> true and when you watch the commercial you remember that hour and you can't put yourself into this quick 10 second thing that that people tell you is funny right you're like oh, i i don't know I, <laughs> I can't see that as funny. I just did the lines. Yeah. <laughs> but I, pre I appreciate when people say that, yeah. Uh, when you're not entertaining, what do you like to be entertained by? I listen to a lot of podcasts, mm -hmm. specifically one local podcast. Oh, local Lou? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the Dave Holly Hour, I think. Mm -hmm. I, I well, do, God bless you. Yeah. Um, I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts, mm -hmm. uh, video game podcasts, uh, audiobooks. Um, that's quite a bit. Uh, it's because I, uh, I like to be out, outdoors too. So when I'm riding my bike, I listen to my podcast. Oh, so nice. I, I ride the bike trails. Yeah, quite a bit. That's why you're thin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I ride the uh, my wife's car yeah. trails to the to the to, bar. Yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> All right. Any other hobbies? Um, the the bike riding, uh, going to the gym. Those are my hobbies. Um, really, really, comedy is. Yeah, it's, you know, it's my hobby. When I ask that first question about what else do you like to be entertained by, that kind of uh, usually answers that next question of many other hobbies. Yeah. And so many people, you know, we forget, and that's one of the reasons I do this program, is the fact that I want people to realize the effort that all our local entertainers and artists go put into everything that they do. You know, you don't just uh, go, oh, yeah, I'm going to talk tonight. Okay, see you there pay me a hundred bucks or whatever mm -hmm. uh you rehearse you sit there and you you think about these things you learn from when a, a joke was great and then wasn't and why wasn't it and back and forth so uh, applaud you my friend yeah, uh, certainly uh, appreciate you and everything that you and all the yeah. rest of the comedians do here in the sioux empire and uh, looking forward to great things from you oh thanks dave all right and thanks for taking the time to be on the show Sure. Thanks uh, for thanks for having me here. Well, it took a while. We finally yeah. nailed down a date, but so glad we did. And we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Sure, they have darts, and you've heard me talk about how ruggedly handsome the trivia host is, but all caps fun never stops at the Sky Lounge and Tea. And fun is best had with your friends enjoying live entertainment, as in live and local. Yeah, the Sky Lounge believes in giving you the best bands, solo artists, and comedians from the area. The Neo Johnsons, Elizabeth Hunstead, Skylar Volks, as well as many others. And a great staff will make sure you enjoy your fun at the Sky Lounge in T South Dakota. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails, call for an appointment, 605-334-1463. Support the Dave Holly Hour in a very easy way. Buy Dave a cup of coffee by clicking the cup in the lower left corner of www.davehollyhour.com. You know, I could go for a cup of coffee about right now. Luke Tatchy, how about you? Always. Always Absolutely. a cup of coffee. Yeah, night you, and day. 
Well, for you especially, the man that, uh, in, in fact, some are even now saying that you don't sleep at all. That is the rumor, and it yeah. is generally verified. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, Luke is a very, very busy man. For those of you that are unaware of who he is, uh, first of all, he has a publication. Well, he has two publications. He has Sioux Falls Stage, and he also has Sioux Falls Gallery. Then he happens to be one of the uh, original owners, operators, chief cooks, bottle washers, everything else that you could have for the Goodnight Theater Collective. <laughs> and then because he has the stage magazine, he puts on the Sioux Falls Stage Awards, which were just held last week on Thursday, and they were absolutely phenomenal. But you know how I always have to start off? It's always a pleasure to talk arts and entertainment, especially with Luke Tatchy. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. You know, what? I, I told you before we started uh, that uh, last week I was just so amazed by the awards. Uh, it was the first time indoor, thankfully, because it was a little warm that night. But we, yeah. we'd been out in the warmth before, though, out, outdoors for two years. We got extremely lucky the first two years that, being like that the, we the did. nicest yeah. night of the summer, and I didn't want to take the risk a third time. Yeah, so. a third time would have been Mother Nature's charm, probably. Yes. Uh, but uh, the excitement that was in that room was just amazing. You know, uh, there's been fun stuff outside the, the previous two years, but the electricity that was going through that joint was just phenomenal. Yeah, there was a great crowd. And I mean, frankly, a third of it was probably USF students who just yeah. were <laughs> very supportive and really excited to be there, which was great. Um, but also, I think part of it was that this was like our first full season, not directly impacted by the pandemic since right. the stage awards have existed. So there was just so much that went on this season. And so there was just a lot to celebrate. Frankly. Yeah, there was no doubt about that. I, I told you before we started that, you know, there, the chance of me ever being at the Oscars <laughs> is <laughs> exponential uh, way the heck out there. But uh, if being at the Oscars is one half of as much of a great time as that was, that's a pretty cool gig to go to then. And yeah, yeah. I want to get you as close to the Oscars as you can here in Sioux Falls, and hopefully that's what the Stage Awards experience is. It, it certainly <laughs> was. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and uh, do you happen to have everybody off the top of your head that uh, you know who the winners were? Or Yeah, probably. Okay, I, mean... I, I kind of figured you would, you know, <laughs> since you took down all the ballots and, and so forth. Yes, did all the counting. Um, yeah, we had a great panel this year. It grows every year. We added another five people this year. Uh, I've got four pegged for the next season as well and um the the selected honorees this year were kind of ran the gamut from a whole bunch of different companies representation from uh conlin choreography with their premiere show basically um chamber music collective premiere playhouse monstrous good night the whole the whole shebang i mean usf also amply rewarded and then some really great like life achievement honors as well that were well-deserved. So it was, yeah, it was a really good night for a lot of people. Yeah, that is for sure. Uh, and uh, I, I tell you, uh, you know, I'm I'm a previous winner. Your, your first year, Indeed. Uh, you uh, <laughs> awarded me a special distinction for promoting the arts and entertainment. And now for me to see who those people are that get that, because, you know, the people that have been nominated know they've been nominated. Right. <laughs> the people that end up with the special distinction awards don't have any idea 
Yes, we try to make it a surprise as much <laughs> as we can. Sometimes it takes special effort to get them to to come, not knowing that something is going to be happening. And frankly, those were some of the nicest moments, just seeing the the gratitude with people right. who weren't expecting it and having that moment for themselves. A lot of the times, the Distinction Awards are specifically for people who are doing something for the performing arts that isn't expressly related to any particular category um and so that's typically, why we, typically people that are not in productions exactly yeah. not performers or directors or technicians but rather people who are uh truly behind the scenes whether it's media and promotion venue management music direction choreography all that sort of thing things that are kind of unsung so those are extra special for that reason. Uh, and uh, when it comes to uh, some of the categories, they, they get uh, quite a few nominees in them. Uh, I know that uh, one especially had, what, 10 yeah. that were nominated? Yeah, the, the sheer depth of people that qualified for that particular category, which was Best Performer in a Comedy Variety or Dance Event or Series, which I know is a mouthful, um, 10 is just scratching the surface, to be honest with you. Just hundreds of people in town doing great things. So... 10 is honestly having to cut it down pretty pretty tight <laughs> yeah and uh but uh, still uh, it's a great thing to be able to i'm uh, also somebody that does get to vote on those you are <laughs> and and i absolutely love it this is the second year in a row for me being able to do so and it, it's kind of fun because uh you'll see people afterward and say yeah i have had a good feeling about you <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, not knowing what anybody else or how they voted and so forth but just knowing that it was somebody that i had voted for because i admired what they did uh but there's also a lot of people that i had number one and uh they they didn't make the cut so what i i want to stress is the fact that you know yes there may be some particular troops and so forth uh, that uh, maybe get a few more people nominated than others and so forth. But it's also because of the number of productions that are being seen right. and the total uh, gamut that's being run out there. But uh, anybody that performs in this town, you got a chance at winning. <laughs> it's true. It's <laughs> and true. and it, it's not so much about the winning, it's just so much about the, you know, the mutual respect you get from everybody else that's in the industry here. Yeah, and frankly, the best part of the event isn't even so much the awards and nominations as it is just, and I heard this a lot on Thursday, which was great, that so many of these groups are constantly in production or in rehearsals or busy with their own things, and mm -hmm. they never see anyone else. Yeah, <laughs> so it was cool to hear people say, like, this is the time of year when I get to connect with my fellow performing arts people that I don't see all the time. And so that's also an exciting thing, and just seeing how many people all went to the same bar afterward to continue the <laughs> celebration from all the different companies was was really cool uh so what was the actual attendance did you have a number on that i did it was like it was just under 200 so it was, 200. it was definitely more than the last right, two years yeah. which is great so that's I'm hoping that's a sign of things to come that more i have i have the out. feeling it is uh what about the the growth of the uh, production itself in terms of uh, other things that you'd like to add yet uh, to make it even more Oscar-like, if we want to put it that way? Maybe uh, more hands behind the scenes, yeah. which has started a little bit. We just we just incorporated independently as a nonprofit um, just in the past month or so. And so now I have a board, which was a big game changer the night of to have a few extra helpers um, stepping in and taking part. And I think the production value will just increase from here, especially when it's not just me up in the booth. Yeah, <laughs> Look, looking forward to it. And, and uh, when we're finished, I'll... I'll mention a couple of ideas. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And as we mentioned, this stems from the fact that you started a few years ago. Uh, you put together the Sioux Falls Stage Publication, 
It comes out on a quarterly basis. And how is that going for you? Uh, because I know you like to feature new talent uh, in three to four different categories, typically. Um, how are you seeing the growth of the magazine itself, as well as you know how that correlates then to the stage awards? Yeah, I think one of the coolest things is that um, I launched stage in particular uh, January 2020, so when I was blissfully ignorant of anything that was to come. <laughs> and I think what I assumed would happen is that I would run out of ideas and run out of things to talk about. And the beauty is so many of the things that I've talked about in recent issues are things that didn't exist before January 2020. Right. And so uh, I think that's a testament to the fact that we're st we haven't run out of ideas in Sioux Falls. There's still more creativity to be had. And I think that's been the, the coolest hallmark of it is I'm never at a shortage of artists to feature or talk about or organizations or uh, pursuits yeah. <laughs> to highlight. And I think that's that's surprising and cool and exciting for what's to come in the future as well. I, I, I know the feeling now being on episode number 139. Right. <laughs> and the fact that some of the people I wrote down initially before starting the show that I wanted to have as guests haven't had a chance to ever have them on. Right. There's so many. <laughs> you see something else. And it's like, got to get them on. And and uh, so I'm, I'm sure it's the same uh, for you, the way that you're speaking about, uh, you know, so many new things coming along that you want to get some credence to as well. Yeah, and with visual arts, with gallery in particular, I've just barely scratched the surface. We just had our first full year of gallery. And so, gosh, there's so many more artists I want to highlight in the next few years that I'm, and some that I don't even know about yet. So that's that's really thrilling. All right. So this now kind of goes back to, uh, you know, talking about the fact that you never sleep. Yeah. Uh, how do you find that? Because you do have a full-time job. I do, yeah. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> thankfully it, it's, you know, along the lines of what you enjoy doing. You're right. a creative director. Uh, but where do you find the time, you know, to be able to have two publications, to be part of Goodnight Theater, and as well to be able to put on a, a big production every year for an awards besides putting on the productions for your troupe? Right. Yeah, it doesn't actually, like the math doesn't really make sense. Um, uh, I thankfully get a lunch break at work. <laughs> Those are usually populated with doing interviews with people for the magazines. Um, and then post 5 p.m., I just make the most of my time. I, if I'm not directing a show, then that obviously frees up more time where I don't have rehearsals and I'm often writing a new musical or writing articles or laying out magazines or delivering magazines. It's sort of a, I'm sort of a, currently a one person shop on a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I, I'm glad you brought up the fact that, uh, you know, writing musicals. Uh, how many do you have now that you've done this? Three? Um, seven, actually. You've written seven? I have, yeah. Wow. One each season? <laughs> um, well, so the one that, that Goodnight's going to produce this fall is actually one that I worked on with Bob, gosh, six years ago that we did sort of a stage reading of at Augie. Mm -hmm. Um, and now we're going to fully produce it now that we can, we can do a big cast show. Um, so that was the first one I worked on. And then since then... Yeah, Goodnight has produced five of them. Okay. And then I also got commissioned to do a children's musical for DAPA as well. Oh, wonderful. Adapting. Um, I did that over the uh, over the pandemic, actually. I uh, adapted a children's book by Tom Roberts 
called a new norm and did sort uh-huh. of a short musical and that's in rotation now at the schools as part of their place for living oh program. that's great yeah i i was a part of dapa many many moons ago <laughs> when uh sarah crosby first started yes. basically i think it was a long second or third year uh and what a tremendous program and that is a, something that has grown uh exponentially now in this community too and uh what do you think that uh, we're missing at this point oh my gosh in arts and entertainment <laughs> Um, that's a tough question because I just, I'm so excited and thrilled by all the things by that are happening. Yeah, I hate yeah. to downplay it. Yeah. Um, I'm excited by some of the more underground stuff that that's starting to, to become more popular. Like there's a, there's an acrobatics, uh, silks company that just, yes, I just saw pop up. I'm excited to connect with them. Um, in this upcoming summer issue of the magazine, we highlight Beau Devil Cabaret, mm-hmm. sort of showing off that burlesque scene that's been thriving for a long time and maybe not enough people know about. So some of those sort of like niche, maybe underground things that, that more people should be aware of, I'm excited to see some of that come to light a little bit more. So much out there. Yes. <laughs> so much to cover yet. My goodness gracious. All right, let's talk about uh, Goodnight Theater. Uh, six under the belt now, and we're headed on to seven. Yeah, yeah. Season seven starts this fall. Um, I'm I'm always doing the marketing, and then I'm also participating in a directing position for my own show, and then for one of the cabarets. And we just have a really exciting season coming up that I think is going to be a little bit of a departure from recent ones in that we're kind of doing some shows that maybe less people know about. Mm-hmm. Um, but the talent we have that continues to come back is just like. I can't even begin to describe how lucky we are to have the people we do. And that community is such a big hallmark of what we do. It's sort of just that, that ego-free environment that we're here to, to support each other. And we're here to have a great experience together and create something rather than that sort of competitive atmosphere, I think is something that we've built that we're really proud of. How many people have been on stage now for good night? Oh gosh. Um, We've got to be close to 100 at this point, especially if you yeah. include musicians. I mean, it's probably over true, 100 yeah. if it's musicians. But yeah, we'll have probably about somewhere around 40 perform- adult performers this year, as well as we're incorporating youth performers in one of our shows this season, which is really exciting as well. Okay. Well, uh, first off, let's uh, recap uh, the past year. Uh, boy, you had some some top-notch stuff <laughs> going on. Uh, and, uh, you know, even the just a few weeks back, uh, you're a good man, Charlie Brown. Yes. <laughs> uh, had a blast at that show, and you had the suspect uh, earlier in the year, but uh, Into the Woods. And uh, that was one of those where I was very, very happy for someone at the Stage Awards. Yeah. Yeah, with Rose. Yeah, it was incredible. We, we've been able to connect with some guest directors in the past couple of years that are just incredibly talented people like Roseanne Hoffland and Rebecca Merriman. Who have been able to sort of take the mm-hmm. take the lead a little bit more than just the ownership team and the results kind of speak for themselves i mean rebecca spearheaded little shop and charlie brown and they were both wonderful in their own right and then roseanne with into the woods and they'll both be coming back next season which is exciting good to hear and what do we have all for next season then what's coming up <laughs> because if i understand there's actually a couple of plays in it too correct? there are yes so so we'll be doing three of our cabarets and you know them very well but essentially they're they're sort of three parts concert, one part theater, one part comedy, something. Uh, I don't know the actual numbers, but we'll just we'll just say somewhere in there. In round figures. Yeah. yeah. So we'll have three of those, uh, one in October, a haunted cabaret, uh, one next March, an animated cabaret, and then next June, a road trip cabaret. 
and then we'll be doing three musicals. Uh, our original show, Salem, will be in November. Uh, we will have Reefer Madness in January, which is exciting and weird and fun. <laughs> um, and then we're doing Company, which great timing with the revival uh, in next May. Uh, and then beyond that, we'll be doing two plays, uh, a play version of Little Women, as well as the play Venus and Fur. And the nice thing about that is we'll have productions of those at the Pavilion for our subscribers. We'll also be working with uh, our old uh, partners in crime over at Icon okay. to be doing dinner theater versions of them as well. So stay oh, tuned excellent. for info yeah. on that. All right. What about uh, if somebody wants to be a season pass holder? What Great do they question. Need? Thanks for teeing that up. <laughs> I try. <laughs> so you can find the link to become a subscriber at goodnighttheater.com. The nice thing about subscribing versus just buying one-off tickets is you get your pick of seats before anyone else gets their hands on it. And there's a pretty substantial discount on the ticket price if you buy in bulk yeah. versus one at a time. So Yeah. In in fact, uh, we, we did that. I think we had um, missed the first show or two where we just bought single tickets. And then we bumped up and got the rest of the season and now yes. we have season tickets for next year uh in fact we were just discussing last night what nights are we going and we've already got our seats pretty well picked out great yeah we, <laughs> we are ready to go on that uh it's been fun to see how many people have become season ticket holders though as well um and you know what's interesting as well is is the fact that you know by doing that and uh, being in the same seats and at many of the shows or near somebody during many of the shows, you might make a new friend. Yeah. I mean, it's not unlike like the pavilion performance series right. where you end up kind of sitting next to the same people the whole season. There's something kind of charming about that. Yeah. So yeah, subscribe and you might have a built-in buddy for the, yeah. whole, the well, whole year. <laughs> uh, I've got Richard Corelli now. I love it. He's, great. he's a dandy guy, isn't he? <laughs> and, you know, the funny thing was, uh, Carrie and I were at, uh, I think it was Into the Woods and Intermission comes along. And uh, Richard that night stood up and turned around just looking at the audience. And he always dresses so incredibly well. <laughs> and uh, Carrie has always been saying every time that we've seen him in a show, who is that? Who is that? I, was like, I don't know. So I finally just go introduce myself. And now we go for coffee. We go have a beer sometimes, you know, things like that. So <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. the kind of, that's the kind of success story we like to hear. <laughs> exactly. And the other thing is that it uh, makes a point about theater as well. Yes. The, the theater families. And, you know, here you are talking about the fact that you've, uh, you know, probably with uh, the band members as well, had over 100 people over the past six years that yeah. have participated in Good Night. That's a big family. Yeah. And the, the nice thing is it's becoming more and more the case that so many of those family members are also family members of other companies. Mm -hmm. And so when we have an, when we all go to an event like the Stage Awards last week, that just to me, that fills my heart to see all these people that know each other from doing shows in the past from different companies get together and cheer each other on. It's just like that's the, that's the most exciting feeling for me is seeing that in action. And there's no better example of that right now in my mind than the stage awards was an excuse for all of us to actually come together and and say congratulations which right is really cool uh and uh, speaking of family and uh, being on stage not at the same time uh made me think of uh the diner you know when you had uh, the uh the food cabaret yeah um because you know Haley schmidt and uh and wade gamar are a couple and we were sitting right behind wade and when Haley comes out and sings her first solo, watching Wade and 
this just huge grin and Carrie bumps me and she goes, he's in love with her. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, and then he says, yeah, he says, I'm glad too many people didn't see me. I had tears rolling down. Uh, and then uh, Mary Ritter's over on the other side of the first row. And her husband comes up on stage and sings right to her and the family. And of you course. can just see this little gasp of, oh, what a great thing and so forth. You've got to be so proud of what you've put together. You and Bob as a, a, as a couple and all the other couples that get involved and all the people that uh, you've now been able to incorporate in so many ways. You've got to be a proud papa, don't you? I mean, honestly, yeah, it's, it's kind of surreal to think about. But yeah, there are, I mean... Rachel and Steve were both in that show as well. Matt and Amy oh, play together right. all the yeah. time. Emily yeah. and Noah are both in shows. And then we have siblings too with yeah. Emily and Pierce, Pierce and Shelly Brown. And so it's cool to have all this interconnectivity. And then so many people that otherwise would never have met each other or been friends that now are in like aggressively active text chains from different <laughs> shows. And so like feeling like we maybe had some small part in making that happen is, is very gratifying. Yeah. What can we look forward to in the future, uh, both with Sioux Falls Stage as well as Goodnight Theater? Yeah, so with Stage and Gallery, we've got the summer issues coming out soon. Lots of cool stories uh, in those. Uh, and then obviously Stage Awards a whole year. You'll have to wait for those. Um, but there's going to be a whole lot of great shows in the meantime. Um, so stay tuned for those uh, issues to come out very soon. And then with Goodnight, I mean, we're in heavy casting mode and getting ready for the season no rest for the weary yeah i know it and and there is no rest for i almost went uh you know elmer fudd there almost no rest for the week <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh you know the usual questions i ask really are, are so difficult for you to answer because uh you know i typically ask when you're not part of the entertainment scene <laughs> what else you like to be entertained by yeah that's tough because i always have something to work on um Usually movies, I'm just, I, I mean, I see a lot of live shows as mm -hmm. well, but that's usually somewhat connected to, yeah. <laughs> to stage and gallery and going out and supporting everybody. Um, but if I have a chance to see a movie, I'm a movie nerd since childhood. So that's what, what what's about. most recent that you've seen and loved? Oh my gosh. Um, I've been watching some like random 90s movies lately. Um, and uh, Safe with Julianne Moore was a mm -hmm. pretty incredible movie I watched recently. So. That's sort of a weird reference, yeah. <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> Other hobbies. Hobbies. Oh, gosh. What are those? I mean, my yeah. hobbies are, are writing. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I kind of get to do it for fun and for, for work in a way. So, like, writing shows is kind of my, my biggest passion. And the fact that I get to do that on an annual basis, to me, doesn't feel like a chore. So, You know, uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up uh, is the fact that and you brought it up as you you do go to a lot of other live shows i do is the fact that uh, the good night theater collective has good nights out yes yes where We've... you go to other per people's performances I, I know you've helped uh serve down at the old town and yes. so forth and you volunteer so uh, i applaud you uh well i do anyway because i, I think you're a marvel uh and uh, this community is so great full to have you as a part of it and so so thank you for that but also the fact that you don't just stop there that you're also giving back yeah i mean that's been important to us as a company since season one to do our good nights with good night and actually practice what we preach and get out and see everything yeah. and especially with stage and gallery it's really important for me to see what's going on and so i try with all my might to see legit as much as i possibly can in those in those performing arts areas and 
it's frankly pretty entertaining so it's not it's not really that bad <laughs> to do it so. we don't call it work do yeah we? exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right luke tanchi as always it's a pleasure thank you so much for spending some time and again uh, for a, a great uh, show last week with the sioux falls stage awards and for everything good night does and we look forward to so much more and uh, by the way I, I i didn't get to talk about it much or i should say you didn't get to talk about it much but uh, sioux falls gallery also a great publication and uh, love picking up both issues uh, every time i'm out and about absolutely thank you Dave. all right thank you and we'll be back to wrap up the dave holly hour in just a moment your time's up Thank you again to comedian Chris Fryer. Very funny man, and I hope you get a chance to go out and see him in concert sometime. Luke Tatchy, the man that does it all. I tell you what, I'm just thankful I once a year find a, a few minutes to speak with him. Also, thank you to The Source. That's where we recorded the conversation with Chris Fryer. Don't worry, I will be getting back to our wine bar next Monday. Both guests' conversation will be recorded there. And then you'll be able to hear me once again say Ricardo Terabelsi. Okay, what's headed up uh, my way at least for this weekend? Friday night, we're going to take in Headlights Theater. Saturday, we're going up to Corson to catch the mighty Corson Arts Players. Actually, not them, but to catch Storytellers Anonymous production of I Am Rachel Corey. We hinted earlier a couple of fun stuff coming up. Fun things, I should say. First of all, in the next week or two, you're going to hear our new sponsor of the show. Also, going to throw it out there, mid-August, we're not going to give away the date quite yet. But there will be an announcement coming for a special concert in mid-August. Remember, Arts South Dakota says home is where the art is. I like to say, put some art in your heart. I'm Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by the Sky Lounge and Tea, Excel Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, and Jesse Moffat Entertainment. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, go to DaveHollyHour.com. At the bottom of the front page is the additional links section. Click on the orange button, Dave Holly on Linktree. You can order merchandise, become a Dave Holly Hour VIP, and make contributions to the show. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening.